I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome back to the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Tuesday, November the 14th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is episode 969. It's hour two of episode 969 of the Brian Hanks Show. Man, if you missed our first hour, I'm telling you right now, you missed a really, really fun first hour of the show as we had uh, our good friend Richard Clark on from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. And we played uh, the NBA game, uh, which team is he on? Last week he ruled. He went 7-3, and three, just destroyed it last week. This week he went 3-7, uh, and seven, and if you missed it, you can listen to the replay at, uh, at 3 o'clock here on 960 AM or on BetOnTheBull.com. Or uh, go to my SoundCloud feed. Uh, go to brianhanks.com. You can click on it there and listen to the show there. Man, just a, a really fun time with him. Well, let's switch lanes. We've been talking NBA, uh, NFL, professional sports and all that. Let's switch lanes to high school basketball. Very excited to have on uh, just uh, one of my favorite coaches, man. I mean, uh, you've heard me talk about him a lot through uh, the four years on this show. He has been here the entire time that I have been in Kinston since uh, 2002, and heck, even way before that, too. And, Coach, there's not a lot of people who I can say that about at this day and age. It's the legend, Anthony Copperhead Lofton, who was just inducted into the North Lenore Sports Hall of Fame a few weeks ago, uh, joining us here this morning on our Spence Automotive Guest Line. How are you doing this morning, Coach? Good morning, Brian. How you doing this morning? I am doing good. I'm not trying to make you feel old or anything, but I, I'm telling you, Coach, in my time here, like I said, I've been here since October of 2002, so 21 years I've been here. I can't – I mean, there's you, there's uh, – and I, I don't even want to try to go through the list because I'm going to hurt some feelings here, but uh, I'm telling you, uh, when was your first year at North Lenore? When When did you start coaching at North Lenore, Coach? Well, Brian, I saw it coming. I came to North Lenore around uh, 1998, around that time. And here and you are, 20. That's awesome. 25 years later, you're still doing it. And before we even get into previewing this season for you and uh, your North Lenore Hawks boys team, I, I, that was a very special thing. I hope you had a chance, or I don't know if you did, but uh, Coach Jimmy Smith was uh, he I, he said some really really nice things about you when you were inducted into the North Carolina or North Carolina the North Lenore Sports Hall of Fame about just you know every you know coaching against you what a gentleman you were uh, when he coached against you uh, just everything you've done for North Lenore. Let me ask you, what did it mean to you to uh, to be inducted into that prestigious hall? Well, it was a very uh touching moment and you know being that that game was against uh Kenston so I had so many of my people in front of me from North and North and my people from Kenston behind me because I you know I graduated from Kenston High School and uh just to see the atmosphere and everybody there the well wishes it was a very touching moment for me and my, and my family you know, and and as and I know you pretty well, Coach. And you do it for love of the game. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, when I talk about all the stuff that you coach, you're assistant football coach. You are uh, obviously the head basketball coach. You've coached girls basketball over at North and North. I mean, you do it for love of the game. You don't do it for accolades or for recognition and all that. But when you do get it, though, it's got it, it mean it means a lot more to somebody like you who doesn't do it for the for all the accolades and stuff, doesn't it, Coach? Yeah, I'm excited for the kids because the kids have so much energy and they put so much in it. And, you know, I, I try to get the most out of them and, and, and guide them on for lifetime measurements on the things they want to do and go on to become in life. I mean, it's, a, it's an honor to work with kids to see them at a, a, such a young age. You know, I go back and I talk to some of them when they come back and uh, they tell me some stories and some things that we did that and, you know, that, that helped them become a better young adult in uh in their life well, and that's that's important to me brian 
Uh, and I know it is. That's it's again as someone who I've kind of been on the front row of watching you coach all these different sports through the years, and yeah, you you are that kind. of – I mean, don't get it twisted. Copperhead can get a little passionate on the sideline and uh, and show your emotions and stuff, but still, I guess that's the thing that if if I were describing you to someone and and you you know you're outside the box and you're not there, I would describe you as someone who you do it for the kids. I mean, you've never ever been that guy that points at yourself that's one of the things i love saying about you copperhead is if the team wins guess what the players they they played great and you know they did uh they're awesome we won because the players won if you lose you've always been that guy that's been like you know what i just didn't get him coached up the way that i need to get him coached up i mean you're so humble that way and that's what i've always admired about you coach yeah thanks brian i appreciate that but you know and it all boils down to i mean you go to practice, you work with them daily, and uh, we don't realize the, the pressure the kids go through in trying to play high school athletics because there's so much pressure coming from the outside, from the inside. Sometimes some, we have kids sometimes that go to school that get on the bus at 6 o'clock in the morning, and after 6 o'clock in the morning, they don't get back home sometimes at 7 and 8 o'clock at night. They're out there over 12 hours, and we don't even work a 12-hour work shift to get over that. So. It means a lot, you know, to see them mold and, and become uh, grounded in what they're trying to do to represent their school, their family, and the community in sports. And I don't think enough people give them enough credit for that. They just look at the outward appearance like they just come there all of a sudden, an hour, play it, and then they get a right to criticize. And I, I can't I can't stand when, when somebody criticizes uh, kids that's, that's doing the best that they can. Uh, coach, you just you gave me goosebumps. You're absolutely right. That is what it is all about as a kid. Let me let's uh, take a look back again. You're listening to Anthony Copperhead Lofton here on the Brian Hank Show this morning. Man, any measurement that you would use to describe the 22-23 season, it would have to be a success at North Lenora High School uh, for the first time in program history in the history of North Lenora basketball. You swept Kinston last year. You were 4-0 against Kinston and South Lenore in the regular season. You make it to the second round of uh, the state playoffs where uh, it, a heck of a game there that could have gone either way. Coach, when you look back at the 22-23 season, what what are you – What are you? and I know here we are, you're getting ready to uh, tip off the this season, uh, this coming Monday, but, uh, Coach, what are you going to remember most about the 22-23 season, sir? The last game. Oh, no. Why why is that, Coach? Well, we went up to Franklin, and we played a very good ball game. And Franklin had a very good team. And we had a very good team. And we lost 43 to 42. And the score was 42 to 40 with, like, seven seconds left. And they had the ball on the end line. I look at that film over and over so many times, how they get the ball and they coming up court. And uh, we get a trap right there at half court, and we try to get the ball, and we don't get it. And on our film, it shows that they threw the ball back court. And after they threw the ball back court, they threw it back front court. They threw it right in front of their bench, and he just threw it up there. And I just, and I saw the clock, and I saw that ball in the air, and it went in, and we ended up losing that game 43-42. I mean, if you want to experience, you just look at that last, the last minute of that tape, you you know, and, and that was a tough, that was tough. Coach, this is what I, and again, you're listening to Anthony Copperhead Lofton uh, here on the Brian Hanks show this morning. Coach, this is the thing that it drives me nuts. And, 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 and I understand, I guess, to a degree, and I feel I just feel bad for you guys. And I'm talking about you and the coaching fraternity. When you talk to Matt Beeman over at uh, Parrot Academy, when you talk to Diesel over at Kenston High, they don't remember, you know, and I, I've asked this exact same question to them that I just asked you, and I expect to hear, you know what, I'm going to remember most about the 22-23 season, you know, uh, sweeping Kenston in the regular season or, or like I said, going 4-0 and in Lenora County or, you know, even making it to the second round of the state playoffs. Why is it that you coaches, especially you veteran coaches who have won a lot of games in your career, why is it, and I'm, I'm asking very sincerely, this is not a riff, Coach Lofton, why do you remember the losses more than you remember the wins, Coach? Because, you know, I guess you go back to the losses and you realize 
how could you have won? And that's that's the main thing on that. And you know, and and, and then I come back with some things on that game also that I, I thought we could have done different. And and I'm asking why why we do this, why we do that. That's not the way we coach to do that. And we got out of character on some things we did. So you, 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 that's how you coach in practice. You just coach for that situation, that moment, how to make that play. And then, and sometimes you can do it wrong and the ball just bounce and goes off and we celebrate like we did something right and we really <laughs> did it wrong. And so, you know, that's, that's the hard thing about it though. But that, that was tough because we had to go back and, and and one thing I, I learned a lesson on that, we were sitting in the locker room, everybody was upset, was 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 crying, and they were celebrating. And I'm sitting here in, in, in the post game, and I'm trying to talk to my team before we go out, you have a good season, we did good, we played hard, we left it all on the court. And then finally, one of my players said, Coach, can we leave? And I looked at him like, I'm in the middle of my speaker. He said, Coach, I can't take that no more. Can we leave? So we had to end up destroyed out in the locker room and I had to finish that speech off on the bus, you know, before we cranked the bus up because it was a, it was an experience that really hurt them, and you know, and I, and and I have never experienced that like that. That, that it took a player to tell me, it won't time to talk. Let's get on the bus. We'll we'll talk about it later. Wow! But you know, so we, even we the, the, old, the old dog can learn new tricks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it I, was kind of. I have to ask you though, coach, I mean, uh, the kid, the sweep of Kenston in the regular season, again, had never happened before in the history of North Lamar basketball, uh, that is as tough as the season ended, even though, man, you guys had such a good season. You start out three and seven, you have a six or seven game winning streak right there, uh, towards the end of the regular season and, uh, just propel, like I said, uh, sweeping Kenston too, sweeping South Lenore, that's gotta be special to you, isn't it coach? Yeah, I thought in, in, in those Two games, I thought we executed we executed real well. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm proud of the way we played, and uh, I think we we had a game plan, and we did to the T on the things we wanted to do. If we go back and look at it uh, on the film, they we probably graded out real high on what we wanted to do, what we were trying to do, and what we actually did. And so I got to give all that to the kids because they bought into what we say we want to do, and a lot of times, you know, they can make that correction on the court before it comes to the sidelines. And, you know, all the credit goes to them. They they understood the game plan. They followed the game plan. They stuck with it. Well, congratulations, like I said, on last season. You know, as everybody knows that listens to this show, I do the public address for uh, Kenston High, and uh, I'm telling you, I, so I was there for that game that you won at Kenston High and just amazing, amazing game that night. Uh, and it couldn't mm-hmm. happen to a better guy. Let's talk about this year. Well, that's enough looking at the past, uh, Coach Lofton. Let's look uh, to the future. You guys open your season this uh, or a, a, what? Uh, a week from yesterday at Aiden Grifton. Uh, tell it. Give us a little preview. What? How? How much is this team, the twenty three, twenty four version of the team, going to look like the twenty two, twenty three version, Coach? Well, we lost we lost two of our better players at that. Trisha uh, uh, Lynch and Zai Rosper. Both of them graduated, and both of them was constant double-figure scoring. And Aiden Griffin brings everybody back except for one guy, mm. you know. And just just so happened, me and the coach were talking yesterday on the telephone, and we was kind of jobbing each other, talking about the Christmas tournament and stuff like that. But they they have a very good team, and they'll be a tough opponent. And uh, and we have uh, Malachi Ramsey coming back, and Malik Fuller. Right now, Malik has probably been under the weather. He had a very good football season. He hasn't been able to practice yet because uh, he's dealing with some issues. So we're trying to get back healthy. Probably, probably early in the season because of football took a toll on us. It's getting everybody back healthy and able to play. But uh, I think we'll be exciting. I think I hope I hope we be a little bit more fa- uh, faster and, and better defensive wise on some things we're trying to do on defense. I think we could be an exciting team. Well, those two players that you mentioned, obviously they were the stars of the football team and really uh, led the way for uh, the Hawks this year. Uh, I got to ask, are they better football players or better? And you see them on both sides. I mean, because you coach them in football, you coach them in basketball too. Are they better football players or basketball players, Coach? It depends on which one you ask. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Malik loves his football. He puts everything into it. I mean, he's getting some good looks, and he's you know he's a good football player. 
you know, and and but you know, things you have to do to make sure he's able to play at the next level is is get the weight and be uh, able to change and adapt to whatever college coach want to put him in, whatever scheme you want to put him in. You know, what we got him in. We trying to prepare him for that. But he loves it. He's at it 100 percent of the time. He's a strong worker, hard worker. And then you have Malachi. He's more athletic. Yeah, he's probably playing the quarterback position, but if he was to play at the next level, it would be in football. It would be wide receiver, defensive back type thing. So, so he thinks he grew on to being that point guard in there and the things he can do on the basketball court. So you got a basketball player, football player, and both of them on the interchange. And depends on which one you ask, that's what <laughs> answer you're gonna get from which one. What are you expecting from the conference this year? I keep hearing, and this is—I've not talked to Coach Tindall yet here uh, on the show, but I keep hearing that if if there's a year that you want to try to get at Kenston High School, and heck, like I said, you swept them last year in the regular season, uh, but that this might be the year to get them. Who do you see being the uh, the favorites in the East Central Two A this year, Coach? Well, uh, you know, they got a lot coming back down the Southwest Club. Okay, and uh, they they came in second in the. Uh, in the conference, they got a lot coming back. So they're going to be tough to handle. And then, you know, Kelton got a couple of freshmen that's coming up that's well-known, and uh, they can play basketball pretty good to be freshmen. So Kelton won't go nowhere. You know, Coach Tim to do a good job in the system and stuff he runs. And so you, you think, I would think that right up there on top, you got Southwest Oslo, then you got Kelton, and then you got all the other teams that are very athletic. You have James Keenan, who's very athletic. East Duplin, yep. you know, they 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 won the football conference, so you know they got athletes. And then you got, uh, you know, all of them be just that tough up there. Wallace Rose Hill, not going to go nowhere. So we have a good football conference. And uh, we have some, We I think in our, foot, in our basketball conference, I think that the guys lift weight and they'll be stronger. So it'll be a different band of basketball. They, they won't be so much finesse. Be a lot of power stuff going on on the basketball court this season because of the strength of our opponents going. So we we got our hands cut out for us to do the things we want to do, but but we're gonna try to do some things a little different, and we're gonna try to get up and down the court a little bit faster, and we're gonna try to maintain that during the course of the season once we get everybody everybody back on the court. Well, my last question here for you, and again, thank you so much to Anthony Copperhead Lofton, head basketball coach, longtime head basketball coach over at North Lenore High School joining us. Where do you see, you just mentioned everybody there in the conference, where do you see your Hawks fitting in there, Coach? Well, anyway, I'm just happy to be, be able to compete. And, you know, Brian, it's hard to sit there and say because once the season gets started and we see how teams play, we want to be able to play a game to make them uncomfortable. So we're going to try to make them uncomfortable in the things we do. And uh, so we'll see what ends up happening. Well, very good. Listen, Coach, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to uh, join me here this morning. Uh, good luck to your Hawks this year. I hope to get out there for a few games and get to see you all play. And, uh, again, uh, congratulations on the great season last year. And I'd, please don't let your, your, your main memory of a, a historic season and a great season be a loss at the end of the year because you deserve so much more than that. Okay, Coach? When they think they're ready, I just, I just, I just put that, that tape in of last year, last game. And that, that will humble them real good when I put that tape in and with a note up there of what they should have done and what they shouldn't have done. They, all that excitement they have, It'll go right back down. I let all the air out of the balloon. <laughs> Coach, I love it. Hey, again, th- uh, congratulations on the Hall of Fame at North Lenore. Uh, it won't be too long before you're in the uh, Lenore County Sports Hall of Fame, too. But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> Copperhead, thank you so much for joining me here this morning, sir. Okay, Brian, where y'all be at this weekend? Uh, nowhere. Uh, with football <laughs> out, uh, I don't even know what I'm doing uh, this Friday night. I, in fact, I, you know what? I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be up at University of Mount Olive. They've asked me to do some PA work for the Pickle Classic this week, so I'll be there. Where are you going to be, Coach? Oh, well, probably on the court. Perhaps you can get ready for Adrian. <laughs> Very good. Copperhead, thank you All so right. much, buddy. All right, thank you, Brad. Appreciate everything go. y'all do. In North Carolina, Eastern North Carolina. Uh, super welcome. It's because of guys like you. Anthony Copperhead Lofton, North Lenore High School. 
do appreciate him joining us. Hey, we've got to get uh, Howard Woolley up here on the line with us from North Lenore. Before we do that, though, let me tell you about UNC Lenore Healthcare. They are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure the uh, ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. Uh, with a medical staff of more than uh, 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And tell you what, let's pivot right over. We just got off the phone with Anthony Copperhead Lofton. It's North Lenore Day here on uh, the Brian Hanks Show. And one of our all-time favorite guests joining us right now, the girls' basketball coach at North Lenore High School, it's Howard Woolley. How are you doing this morning, Coach? And I'm sorry we're running a little bit late, but you, your good friend, Anthony Copperhead Lofton, uh, we went a little bit long there, sir. That's okay. Good morning, Brian. I'm so glad you have me this morning. Well, it is our honor to have you here. And uh, I tell you what, uh, let's uh, take a look back at last season, Coach. A very good season for your Hawks girls as you go 13-12 and 12 overall. You finish second in the uh, East Central 2A. Uh, I mean, by any stretch of uh, statistics or whatever you want to use, a good season for your Hawks girls last year, Coach. Absolutely, Brian. I thought it was a real good season transitioning from the um, season prior where we lost a lot and um, the expectations from outside wasn't that high. And I thought that we would be in the middle of the road and be able to compete. And I thought the girls did a great job, you know, executing day in and day out, got better and, and was able to finish second in a, in a strong conference. And again, and I mean, listen, we knew, man, uh, Southwest Onslow is going to be tough to beat. I mean, they, a doggone good team, and uh, they proved it all season long, didn't they? They did. You know, I'm so glad that the Reed girl graduated um, because <laughs> <laughs> she, she was a handful night in and night out. She knew what she was going to get out of her. Um, but, I, you know, I want to believe, in my opinion, probably the, the best girl on that team or maybe the most underrated girl on that team was Jamari Hardison. And she was the one that always created a lot of problems for us. She was the one that when you looked up at the end of the night, she had 22, 23 points. But not only that, she may have had 12 or 15 rebounds, blocks, and she just made all the hustle plays. And she's going to be a handful to contend with coming back this year. Well, when you, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Copperhead, uh, Coach Woolley. And when you look back at last season, what, what stands out the most to you, sir? Um, I, I think our willingness to compete. Um, okay. North and North, you know, we take a lot in Hawk pride. And we showed up every night um, ready to play. Um, I thought the girls gave a lot of effort. We put a lot of um, emphasis on things in practice. And I, I think the girls responded well and played well. And we competed night in and night out, won games that, um, you know, some people thought we should have lost. And, you know, we lost some close ones. But, you know, overall, I, I think it was just the Hulk pride and our willingness to compete. You've been a, the, 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 at the head of this program for a while, too. I mean, you've had uh, the great seasons. You've had uh, seasons where a little bit down. Well, where do you put last year? Again, I'm with you. I think a lot of people were saying before the season, you were in that mix probably to, to challenge for second place. But I think I, uh, you exceeded expectations a little bit. You did. Your girls did, especially coming off uh, having just the amazing uh, season that you had the you know the year before. A lot of people, if you'd have gone down a little bit and not had the kind of season that you did last year and not finished second in the East Central 2A, I, I don't think a lot of people would have been that shocked, but you guys went above that, Coach. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, a lot of people um, didn't really expect us to finish second. Um, I think preseason we may have been the the bottom the bottom tier as it relates to expectations based off what had graduated the year prior. But again, the, the credit goes to the girls who just was um, dedicated and committed, and they practiced hard every day. And we found our strengths and we knew our weaknesses, and we was. Um, you know, definitely trying to capitalize on our strengths and limited our, our mistakes on our weakness. And I thought overall with the, the talent that we had, we put it together and made it work. 
Well, there you go. Again, that voice you're listening to is Howard Woolley. He's a head basketball coach of the North North Girls Program, which has just strung together some really, really good seasons uh, over in Wheat Swamp. And, and how much is that? I mean, hey, listen, North North's had successful girls basketball in the past too, but you really have strung together some good seasons here. It's becoming the expectation, which is going to lead to my next question, obviously, here in a moment. But you are building expectations over there, aren't you, Coach? Well, I, I am, and, and that's the goal, Brian. You know, we want to develop a program. North Lenore has always, um, North Lenore girls basketball in particular, has always talked about the program. And I think it starts with the JV program. You you know, when you can get freshmen and sophomores out there and they can contribute, you know, some don't have the talent, obviously, as some of the girls on the varsity level. But when you can get them to learn and compete and listen and do the, the basic things, you know, that carries over into the varsity season. And if you can only do one thing, well, if you, if you get a, a young lady who can only rebound, well, if she can rebound every time, that's that's something that's a strength that we can carry over in, into the program, and and that helps us later on because then after she learned to rebound, she may learn how to um put the put the ball back in the basket after she rebounds. Oh, there you go again. That voice list to Howard Woolley and uh, from North North Girls Basketball. Well, let's pivot to this year. Uh, what kind of speaking of expectations and. All that, uh, Coach. Uh, well, first, I'll tell you, before we even look at your team, let's look at the East Central 2A. You were talking about Southwest Onslow a little bit there earlier. Uh, a team that, again, just uh, just went through the conference last year and uh, pretty much, I mean, they went undefeated. They had a great season. Where do you see them this year? Where do you see North? Uh, talk about the other teams, too. And where do you see your Hawks fitting in there? Well, again, it's interesting because, our conference is a very difficult um, conference to gauge. Um, you know, I, I think all things being pretty much equal, it can turn out so many different ways. Of course, you have, you know, like I said, Southwest bringing Hardison back. Of course, Kenton is always going to be Kenton. That goes without conversation and saying. Um, I think North and North, you know, we've established ourselves as a team that, you know, our name is going to be in the mix somewhere. And then you have, you know, East Duplin. East Duplin played real good basketball last year, um, as did James Keenan. So, I mean, it, it's, it's very hard to gauge. You can um, play well one night and, and beat a team, and then the next night you play another team and, and don't do as well. So I don't I don't think there's any clear-cut favorites. Wow. Um, this year, of course, Southwest would probably get the edge because they won the conference last year, and they have Hardison, who was probably – uh, well, not probably. She was the second leading scorer in the conference, um, only to reach. So I think after you do that part, I think the rest of it could be anybody's ball game. Well, who are uh, – let's name three or four of these girls for uh, North Lenore that uh, that you're going to be counting on this year to uh, to keep this excellence going that you've had over the past few seasons, Coach. Well, I mean, I think with us it's going to start with Samaya Lynch. Um, she's a senior. She's been in the program for four years, obviously. And, you know, what we do is going to be centered around her. And then we have Rakayla Warren, who has stepped up, and Christina Newborn, who's going to play a lot of minutes, and Deshaunna Cottrell. And then we have, you know, our freshman, Christina Lynch, who's Shamaya's youngest sister. You know, she's going to come in, and we have high expectations of her as well. Uh, am I looking at your, uh, at your roster right here? As I've got it right here in front of me on Max Preps. Is there a Hanks that's playing for uh, playing for you this year, Coach? There was a Hanks that played previously. Oh, that played previously. Okay, but she's not on yeah. the team this year. No, not that, not that I'm aware of. Well, doggone it, I was wanting a Hanks Hawks jersey, okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, uh, last question for you here. You got uh, Aiden Grifton coming up, or what, six days from now? And I know you guys are – feverishly preparing for that uh give us a little scouting report on aiden grifton and uh uh just tell us a little bit about uh, uh prepping for them this year coach well aiden griffin we started out last year we played them we we um was successful last year i think we beat them both times but both times it was real close games and <clears throat> aiden griffin is a program that you know they play in a hard conference too and they have a very tough non-conference and they're very well coached so they're going to do what they do very well, and, you know, we just have to come prepared to play. We want to try to play to our strengths. Um, you know, of course, we're still trying to develop our strengths, but I think that we're going to try to use our, our athletic ability and get up and down the court. 
Well, you're talking about the tough conference they play in the Eastern Plains 2A, and you're right. But, heck, Coach, you're playing half of the Eastern Plains 2A in, your, <laughs> in Aiden Griffin, Green Central, Southwest Edgecombe. Uh, who put that schedule together for you there, Coach? <laughs> I, if I had to guess, it may have been the person that you spoke to prior to speaking to me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We'll listen. Uh, Coach Howard Woolley, thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you guys uh, a few times this year. Not just the Kenston games. I want to get out there to Wheat Swamp and uh, catch a couple of games, too. Again, thank you so much for joining me, and thank you for uh, just being the, the great guy that you are, sir. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate you. There you go. That's Coach Howard Woolley, North Lenora High School. Uh, and just no joke, the program that he has developed out there over the past, uh, golly, I was going to say three or four years, but really over the past five or six years, it is, uh, it's one of the best teams in not just in Lenore County, but in Eastern North Carolina too, and actually has surpassed Kinston as the best team in uh, the county uh, over the past couple of years. So there you go. Uh, I, uh, that's our North and North preview. Let's get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up the Tuesday, November 14th edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. Today is Tuesday, November the 14th in the year of our Lord 2023. It's time to play the birthday game. Jonathan Massey, by golly, you came back strong yesterday, dude. Uh, or I, what am I saying? You went up two to nothing. You gave up two in a row, and then you came back and you got the last one. That's right. You knew, huh? I'm very proud of you. Very proud of you. I'm proud of me too, Brian. Yeah, he went one over what I said. Woo. But he now leads five days to four. Yeah, That's right. Whatever. Here in November. This is, you all realize this is our 47th month. Or our, no, I'm sorry, our 48th month. We are completing our fourth year of playing the birthday game. Man. Is seems that like, not crazy? Seems like only seven, Brian. Mm -hmm. Come on, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, okay. Still got that cough over there, dude. Nah, I think I'm taking it to my to my grave with me. Good Lord. Even had trouble even spitting that sentence out there, yeah, dude. I did. It's getting bad, Brian. Uh, I sounded okay to start yesterday and look yeah. at me. Are your affairs in order? Do you have affairs? Uh, you know, I've got a little life insurance, but that's all going to summer, I think. Okay. Maybe she's the one doing this to me. She might be. What is it y'all accused me or accused Linda of microdosing me? Remember when I? Because I was sick. Remember I had. I think I used. I think I said arsenic, but I guess that's kind of the same <laughs> yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah, but she was macrodosing him. Yeah, but my uh, my immune system, baby. Well, you went to Vegas for a week and she forgot where she put it. Ah, that's. You know what? That's right. I have felt better since I got back from Vegas. Uh, it was that dry desert air. That dry desert air, indeed. I did tell yeah, I told y'all yesterday that we, we swapped uh, yeah. honeymoons, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, You're going on a cruise to see the Titanic or something. <laughs> no. Up no. close. No, I sure hope not. <laughs> Will you ever do a cruise, John Dawson? If I could, if it didn't require air travel, maybe. We're driving to Baltimore. I'm and not asking you to go on my honeymoon. And, and I was retired and had nothing else to do. And the wife didn't have anything else to do. And we didn't have kids at home and you know, homework to do. And well, I'm talking about we do it like in the summer or something. That would be fun. The three of us. You're drunk. <laughs> that would be fun. You're out of your mind. I'm, I'll be honest. I don't think I got drunk when we were in Vegas. I drank a lot, but. Yeah. It was like my body was rebuking the alcohol. It was just like, nope, you're not getting drunk. Enjoy being sober, idiot. He just said rebuking the alcohol. Rebuking the alcohol. If the three of us are going to get together to do something, there don't need to be any witnesses. Just saying. Yeah, but it'd be fun to do I something said, let's with get each the Swan, Let's get a Swansboro trip to work first. We're, we're, we're like one for three on that. I tell you, it seems like the further distance it is, the more likely he is to do it. So if it's easy and simple, it's a problem. But if yes. it's going to the moon, no problem. Correct. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Point there. <sighs> He's like Elon Musk, but without the billions. Jonathan Massey, are you well enough to uh, tell us? Well, you do. You need to, dude. Jacques's feeling a little bit down. You've won these games. You've not really, other than giving his phone number out, you've not bragged on Jacques. He needs to hear it. I tell mm. you what, I have a suggestion. I'll start it, and I'll let you finish one word of each sentence that I start. That way you're oh. still technically doing it. Oh, like Mad Lib Theater. Got it. Yeah, yeah. All right, this segment is sponsored by Guico, and it's run by... Jacques Pasolek. And Jacques Pasolek is not the kind of guy who will abandon you 
much like Brian would on a simple vacation. But if your business uh, needs a little help, if you're a little down in the doldrums and uh, you need track pass a leg or somebody to give you a boost just give him a call at what's that number massey 252-252-286-286-53-53-54 or you can visit his websites at goecoNC.com or what is goeco.com for more information also bucklesberry.com there you go i've got to tell you that was very good i enjoyed that Listen, we've got one two three musical hints here and you're gonna like uh, you're going to be ambivalent about one of them. You really are. But you're gonna, I think you're going to like uh, two, the, the How about my studio? man Link Ray finally gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I have to watch Jimmy Page play the man's signature song? Boy, was I steamed. I bet you were steamed. Did they call you Broccoli? Yeah. I like it. Okay, she co-founded and played guitar for this group. It's the Breeders. But you're very close. In fact, when I hear this song right here, I, I always think it's the Breeders first. But it's my favorite song by this band. Oh, see there, Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt. Well, it's somebody Love from the Veruca Salt. somebody from the Breeders, isn't, isn't yep. it? In fact, the lead singer. Okay. This lead singer uh, is also in uh, in that band, too. Do you know where Veruca Salt came from? I used to, and I don't remember. From uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Family. There you go. Chocolate Family. <laughs> in the Chocolate Family. <laughs> The Hershey's up in Pennsylvania. There you go. Uh, but that seriously, that's what it, uh, it came from. She was the one that ate the blueberry that turned into a big blueberry. I never saw that movie. I, I know enough to know what you're talking about. Yeah. I saw a few minutes of it a couple of times, and it just looked creepy, and I just didn't care for it. You know. It is a little creepy. When you're a kid, though, you don't pick up on the creepiness. It's uh, just When I funny. was 10, it looked creepy. Well, you were mature beyond your your years when you were 10 years old. <laughs> saw it's Nina Gordon. Okay. She is she co-founded. She played lead guitar for uh, Veruca Salt. Are you familiar with Veruca Salt? No. Uh, can I get a now? Nah, you know what? I'm up five before. I'm not going to ask for a decade. Okay, dude. This is nice. <laughs> this is nice. Yeah, this is probably. I, I don't even know. I'm look, I'm saying 94. I'm gonna say 95 to 97. I, I pray, as God is my witness. I can't see. Oh, just tell 94. Me. Okay. This song right here, see there, but in 94. That was 29 years. They were something for about 10 minutes. 58. He says 58. What do you say, Dizzle? 57. You are closer. Uh, she was born November 14th, 1967, so she's 56 today. So congratulations, John Dawson. You take it one to nothing lead. Hey, I know you're right. Their catalog's like, I don't even know if they have a greatest hits, dude. I think they probably only did what a couple it, albums. Two albums, maybe. I think maybe two. But what did you think? I mean, were you? It was fine. I, I kinda, I'd rather hear this than... Um, Backstreet Boys? Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay, let's get your uh, next band. There was a here. Girl, what was a girl power G R R L girl power movement for about twelve minutes, and you had these guys and uh, uh, Liz Fair and you know, yeah, chicks with guitars and whatnot. And I liked them. I thought they were good. But okay, they've overcorrected now when they do a top ten guitarist list to put Joan Jett in it, which is the dumbest politically She's correct. entertaining. She's not one of the top ten greatest guitarists of all I time. Didn't say she on was, any pl- that's what I, that's what oh, they okay. did though. Okay. Well, uh, here's your next band. He's a lead guitarist for this band. Even though I guess I could have picked a better song than one when that starts out with keyboard. Yeah, I know. I'm assuming guitar is going to start is this right sticks? here. Sticks. Who's this? Oh, Tommy Shaw or uh, the other guy? It's the other guy. Yeah, I could have picked a better song. We've not heard guitar yet. Play a uh, um, Mr. Roboto. No, a guitar song would be an angry <laughs> young man. How about too much time on angry, my hands? Angry. Well, yeah, that'll work too. Okay. Ah. W Y W. His initials are Y. I can't think of his name. He, James Young. James Young. Yep. There was a Y in there. So Tommy Shaw always says J Y on guitar. I'm listening to a podcast about a guy. It's called uh, Detectives Don't Sleep. Yeah. And I've been listening. We listen to that too. Yeah. The dete- uh, this one is about a guy who had something to the tune of 19 wives, and he just kept killing them. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Okay, I like that all right, and it's one of my top ten that I listen to. Okay, that's not a guitar. Where's the guitar? Can you give me more than seven seconds. 
<coughs> I figured we would start nine other stories about Yetis or something before the song. That's not a started. guitar either. Anyway, you were saying this. What I'm saying, I don't like his uh, uh, narration style. Really? He's really too serious about everything, and that's how well, he does it. Well, I mean, it. it's, guitar. it's about murder, so, you know, what do you want him to be? And she got killed. <laughs> boogity, boogity, boogity. This, this is keyboard. What's the name of that song? <laughs> Angry Young Man. Well, it couldn't be you because you're not young. And technically, are you really a man? You could be angry. Well, he's been strumming a guitar for a minute and a half. You've been talking over it. Just so you know. There's a guitar right there. So is that James Young playing right there? Who knows? But that's keyboard. Well, yeah, it's a band, and different band members play different instruments. There was a guitar and it's a keyboard. not play guitar. Tr- what? I think what he's getting at is there's not a lot of guitar. Oh, in there it song. is. He's been playing it for two minutes. But you couldn't really hear it. Look at you talking. I've heard this song before. You're right. Okay. Uh, angry Young Man, uh, which describes, uh, well, kind of describes you, John Dawson. Uh, now, James Renegade, Young. Renegade is a guitar song, but Tommy Shaw is singing on it. Oh, okay. How old is uh, James Young today? 75. You say 75. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 76. You went the wrong way. He was born November 14th, 1949, so he's 74 today. So congratulations, you get that, Dawson. Who got uh, Nina Gordon of Veruca Salt? John. Well, you guys pointed at each other. Are you sure? I Somebody said, would write it down when we've seen it. How, how old was she? 70 or uh, 56. That's right. I got yeah, it. Yeah, he got, got it. it. Oh, you're up two to nothing. Hey, we've got one more uh, musical hand here. This one I think you're going to be ambivalent about, I don't think. Because you like Veruca Salt all right. It's fine. Right? And uh, you definitely like Sticks. Certain songs. Yeah, I have heard this. I have heard this. But it wasn't on the first page, Brian, so it doesn't exist. You are right about that. Thank you. Thank you for calling that out. You're going to listen to what those accountants tell you to. (laughs) Okay, he was born Giannis Chrysomalis, but we know him better simply as... Yanni. This is uh, In the Morning Light. You know, we're going to make fun of this guy, but he dated Linda Evans, so (laughs) I salute you. Salute. He's a good-looking man. I mean, I know you find men repugnant, and you don't mind if anybody else doesn't. Right. But Yanni's a good-looking man, too, though, What's dude. that got to do with the man's music, Brian? I don't know. He's very talented. Would you, he's very talented. felt talented, like something right? you need to get off your chest, huh? <laughs> well, this is the time to do it, I get No. Uh, I won the pool. <laughs> you won the pool. Yanni. Tell me about Yanni. Seriously. He's a very earnest, very... He's kind of like Zamfir with a piano. Remember the guy who used to play the pan flute and sell albums on television? Yeah, you do. You're older than me. Don't look at me like that. But uh, Yanni just does a lot of instrumental music that's kind of romantic, I guess you would say. I like it. I like it. You I know would. the ladies love Yanni. Okie dokie. Just like they do. Like LL Cool J. LL Cool J. You know, ladies, ladies love, love Cool James. James. Yeah. LL, uh, LLCY. Wow. Ladies love Cool Yanni. <laughs> I tried way too hard for that now one. If you let you, lukewarm Yanni is, is horrible. But if you get it chilled just right, <laughs> Very good. Uh, Jonathan Massey, you know who Yanni is. <laughs> I really don't. You've never heard of Yanni? No. I'm sure we've done his birthday on the show. They, run, they, they run his concerts at PBS when they're begging for money. And he was on when VH1 actually played music, they would play him a little bit. Uh, well, no, but you lost him at PBS. He doesn't even know. Can you? How many ha- broadcast system? Yeah, but I bet you've not watched in your entire 34 years of life on this planet. Have you watched a combined one hour of PBS? Do you think? Well, all those yeah. documentaries they played, all the Ken Burns yeah, stuff. Ken Burns, I watched Ken oh, Burns yeah. stuff. My bad. And, and my Lord and Savior Bob Ross. There you go. He's, uh, I didn't realize. That's right. He's I will a PBS t- guy. To anyone out there, the PBS app, it's only three ninety nine a month. That's the best $4 you ever spend because it gives you access to every PBS documentary ever made. Dude, I watched a Prince Purple Rain 
uh, concert concert on PBS, dude. And it was amazing. And it was unblemished. Uh, he curses. They give the little warning, though, and says, you know, and they don't ever do it at 6 o'clock at night either. Yeah. They did it for a, a drive one time, and it started at 10 o'clock at night. And they say clearly, you know, because we want to present it in, you know, the fashion that it was uh, And that's done. interesting because you, NBC or CBS, they're not going to show a Prince concert, which yeah. is dumb. I don't know why you wouldn't, but PBS is... And I know people whine about giving money to things, but if, if places like that don't exist, the arts are going to just fade. Yeah, that's right, Mr. Liberal. So uh, over there, uh, Jonathan Massey. John, I love you. I say that with <laughs> love and with admiration and with humor. Please take it in the humor. If only we could get some meant. stations to carry sports. I know. That is the problem. You do know ESPN's going away. Or it's going, it's not going to go away, go away. It, but aren't there 29 of them? Well, ESPN's going to be a uh, tablet-only, phone-only thing soon. It is so expensive to run. Disney's selling it, and they're saying who, you know, the way they envision ESPN being is going to be mostly like a, like an app. Well, to, something will feel that something will pop up on television. Well, FS1 has already kind of done that, or tried to anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Yanni over there, uh, Jonathan Massey. How this old is he today? So bad. Um, Sixty-seven. Another one's even. My brother started. George. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he says sixty-seven. What do you say, Dizzle? It's kind of like the Lawrence Welk of the 90s, isn't he? No. No, One and the two. Well, I'll give you that, but uh, lifestyles are completely different. This is true. That is Lydia true. Bruce has a routine about a jazz musician who's like smokes and drinks. is probably on weed, and he's in Lawrence Welk's band, and he's like, uh, Lawrence, can you float me some bread? He said, why do you want to make a sandwich? He has no idea what the guy's talking yeah. about. Whose guess is it? Uh, you. He said, uh, what would you say? 67. He said 67 for Yanni. What do you say, Dizzle? 68. You are closer. Uh, November 14th, 1954. He is 69 today. Yanni is 69 today. And by golly, that's our last musical hint of the day. Hold on. Let's just hear a few more notes. Yeah, for somebody, I had no idea who he was. I don't feel terrible about that. Should you give him credit for that? <laughs> you want to burn yours for this No, month? no. It's, it's November 14th. I mean, we're up to you? not yet. I want to wait till Thanksgiving week to do that, okay? Right. So, well, you uh, get two. You get one from him and one from me. That's true, and I think I've done a good job of conserving them so far this month. Which is not like you. It is not like me at all because I, I'm this excessive. This is just to throw out all the candy 10 minutes into the parade <laughs> over there. And when we would go have lunch and I would get, you know, 8,000 calorie lunches and you would be like, Brian, I wanted you, you to live one? I wanted you to live to the end of the week. I'll give you that. Hey, you know what is more important, though, here? Crank the crank it up. That's right. John Dawson has a perfect game going. He has already clinched the day. It's tied five days to five. And the uh what is it? What do we call that thing? Sound the alarm. So uh, the alarm is being sounded. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh it goes to you, uh John Dawson here. Uh she was the 66th U.S. Secretary of State, and she allegedly had a relationship with Alec Baldwin's character on 30 Rock. It's Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> was that not funny? God, that whole that, arc. That of... was so. She was so funny on that show. <laughs> she actually had good timing. I'm sure it was edited and everything. Oh, I'm sure, but it was good, good for a non-actor. She did a very good job. I thought she did great. It kind of made me like her even more. She was at one time being considered. Do you know this, uh, Jonathan Massey? She was being considered to be the commissioner of the. NFL. She Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> I promise. She is a big sports fan. She, she dealt is. with Dick Cheney. I mean, that's kind of like <laughs> dealing with a bunch of roided up. There you He's go, like a, man. I like Condoleezza, man. I always, I thought she was, I thought she, I always thought even before the 30 Rock stuff, I always thought she was kind of cute. And then, man, just her, like you said, she had good chops. She mm -hmm. had good comedy chops on 30 Rock. Well, I mean, you know, she. She did she she was in Bush's cabinet the entire eight year run. Yeah, what? she was. Uh, well, That's for tough four years it is for four years. She was the uh, Secretary of State, and then wasn't she? What was her other title? You're right. She hold on, because usually after that first term they start heading for the hills and. Dick Cheney was shooting people in the face. Got kind of <laughs> crazy down there. It did get crazy <laughs> down there. Hold on. She was. Oh, the dude. She was George Bush's national security advisor for four years. So and what was her she, other four? 
Her other four was uh, the Secretary of State. Okay. Yeah, that's two separate jobs. I think she also had to keep Dick Cheney's heart batteries changed. (laughs) And that was probably a pretty big job. That was probably a pretty big job. Okay, uh, let's see here. It's on you, John Dawson, to keep this perfect game going. Condoleezza Rice. Sixty-three. You say sixty-three. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Sixty-four. Ah, he broke up your perfect game. How about this? She was born November fourteenth, nineteen fifty-four. Same day, year, month, everything is Yanni. Yanni and Condoleezza Rice, both sixty-nine years old today. A power couple. They be. They would be a power couple. Yakani. I don't yeah. know. Or they, there's Yanni actually. They or they could be Yandaliza. Oh my. <laughs> That was pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Yandaliza. Okay, it's three to one. It goes back to you. And here's another one that I know we all love, dude. He's uh, David Putty in Seinfeld, <laughs> and he's been in a ton of other stuff. Yeah, that's too. right. <laughs> yeah, that's I right. love him, man. It's Patrick Warburton. Today you want something to read? Nah. You're just going to stare at the back of that seat all the whole flight? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you love Putty, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's also Joe Swanson on Family Guy. That's right. How did I not? <laughs> And he was the tick. He was the tick. That's right. Yep. He played. Uh, he played in the Emperor's New Groove. Oh my! That's that's uh, a that, deep cut. That is going deep diving there. I like that. But uh, Patrick Warburton, how old is he today over there? Rules of Engagement. Yeah, the one with David Spade. Yeah. Yep. Patrick. What was his wife's name in that? In real life, she was persnickety. The blonde. Um, I'm a fan. I know the one you're talking you know, about. No, I know you yeah, are. I, th- I know you yeah. would be. Uh, Patrick Warburton. She was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Was she? Yeah, she was one of Larry David's girlfriends. Uh, okay. 60. You say 60. What do you say, John Dawson? 61. Uh-uh. She was born November 14, 1964. She's only 50. Or he is. You got me saying she. Patrick Warburton is only 59 today. So mm. there you go. Happy birthday. You still win three to two. It doesn't matter. You tied it up five days to five. Hey, a local birthday here. I got to know her. She was a friend of my sister, Stacy, when uh, Stacy was here in Kinston, uh, living with me for a little bit. Uh, I got to know her then. We're friends on Facebook. Mary Robertson. She's had a rough couple of years uh, with some stuff and uh, feel bad for her with that. But, uh, man, she always a beautiful smile, big old beautiful eyes. She's just a sweetheart. And uh, happy birthday, Mary. I hope everything is going well for you. If today's your birthday, like Mary Robertson, like uh, like uh, uh, Putty, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, do uh, Alec Baldwin's character talking to Condoleezza? Why can't you fly into New York? Congress doesn't meet on the weekend. <laughs> I love it. Have a great birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by Goeco Office Automation. And again, I want to thank Goeco Office Automation and Jacques Passleg for sponsoring the birthday game as they always have. Hey, thank you again to Richard Clark. Man, fun first hour, fun second hour. Anthony Copperhead, Lofton, Howard Woolley. Tomorrow's show, we will have Michael Martin on in our first hour. Uh, he is going to be uh, here in the studio, and he'll, we'll be joined by Shiver Person then in our second hour. Ricky Whaley making his show debut. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.